Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Well, welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Again, I'm your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. Again, this week, a big thank you to the hundreds of listeners we have had only after a few shows. Make sure to tell your friends and, and associates. Remember that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Do something pink to keep that drive alive. Paint something pink, serve pink lemonade, wear a pink ribbon, but do something. Today is also World Mental Health Day. Today provides an opportunity for all stakeholders working on mental health issues to talk about their work and what more needs to be done to make mental health care a reality for people worldwide. This year's theme set by the World Federation for Mental Health is young people and mental health in a changing world. You can actually order a green ribbon for the support of this cause to go along with your pink one. And again this week, our thoughts and prayers for Floridians and the East Coast facing Hurricane Michael. As we speak, it's a Category 4. This won't be good. I just read an article about a tool lending library that's starting in New Orleans for small tools. Tools are being donated by Lowe's for the do-it-yourselfers. You may not believe this, but uh, still working on post-Katrina damages from some 13 years ago. You know, I really don't want to see this concept grow because it could uh, it could affect our rental industry. Today, we're having another open forum answering emails and having callers. That number, 1-866-472-5790. I know people in the industry are busy, so I also appreciate all the listen-on-demand traffic we've had, as well as emails. Remember, no last names or company names on air unless you want to. And please let me know if there's a certain guest you'd like to have on the show, and I'll do my best to get them. We have some good ones coming up in the weeks to come, so stay with us. Our email address is rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. So I'm starting something new this week. The first person to call in each week will receive $100 donated in their name to the foundation or charity of their choice from the show. Let me hear from you and help support your charity or foundation. Also new, you can text me a question or comment to 504-615-0540. Again, that text number is 504-615-0540. There are a few news items you won't see in our weekly rental journals that I thought uh, were important. From the Fortune newsletter uh, regarding CEO confidence in the U.S., 71% of the more than 500 U.S. executives surveyed on Ernst & Young's capital confidence barometer see corporate earnings improving in the coming months. 51% say they plan to pursue acquisitions in the coming months, and 99% said they primarily focus on M&A activity in the United States rather than abroad. So the future is looking bright, and we never know what's around the corner uh, on the M&A side, especially in our industry. 
as uh, the word's still out there, that there's a big one supposed to happen. Unfortunately, not everyone is sleeping well these days from the Sleepless Nights file. Mattress Firm, the largest seller of mattresses in the U.S., has filed for Chapter 11. You might be able to get a good deal on one. Hope they come out of it. No one likes going through it. Remember, we're not here to report all the news, just to let you react to the news. And here's your chance. The number to call, 1-866-472-5790. And remember, you can always email at Radio at gmail.com. Let me know what you want to talk about. This show is for you. Or text at 504-615-0540. Our first question of the day, uh, an email says, dealing with customers uh, who damage equipment is awkward and difficult. How can I make it easier? I don't think it has to be difficult. Uh, I think it all starts at the time of the rental. First, uh, do you offer damage waiver or an equipment protection plan? Most larger companies settle this at the time of having a credit application submitted and getting a certificate of insurance from the contractor for just these types of situations. If you don't do this as part of your opening process, then you're opening up yourself for trouble. Cash customers are a bit different, of course. First to the ones who have submitted a COI and even to cash customers. Documentation is the key to protecting your equipment. No question about it. So ask yourself a number of questions. Do you take pictures of the condition of the equipment before it goes out on rent to show its before condition and be sure to include the asset or unit number in the picture so there's no question about which piece of equipment the customer had. Second, does your driver or your personnel get the customer to sign a form indicating what damages are on the equipment when the new customer takes possession? This has been standard industry uh, practices in the car rental business And I know a lot of folks in the equipment rental industry do it, but I think it should become standard policy for everybody. Uh, And again, a picture's worth a thousand words in the he said, she said uh, world. When your driver picks up the equipment, are they equipped with a camera to show where he picked it up and if it was buried in mud or note other obvious damages while it's still on the job? That's very, very important. I see man left stuck in two two feet of mud and uh, you know, you have cleaning charges and other charges that go along with it. Once your equipment's been returned, when it gets back to the yard, is an assessment made of its condition by the service personnel quickly. Uh, Pictures should include uh, any cuts and tires, damaged baskets. uh, If it's a man left, uh, is it covered in paint or what the general condition is? and compare it to the pictures uh, of the before, before it ever left your rental yard. And lastly, do you contact the customer immediately to get them to come and review the damages before any corrections or repairs have occurred? Typically, a customer is given a day or two to come in and see the damages before they start on the repairs. Whatever the case may be, You've got to have a problem resolution process to make it fair for all parties. That goes for the rental company as well as the customer. And communication, obviously, is always the key. And proof in pictures, I found, 
is the best way to resolve whose fault it is. And there's no question that the uh, contract can see exactly uh, what they've done to the equipment. And of course, they never say, my God did this or that, but the pictures will prove it. And so here's another one, uh, <laughs> might be from the East Coast. I seem to be having an influx of new out-of-town contractors coming into my market. How do I know what credit limits to set for them? Well, a lot of that starts in the, in the last conversation I just spoke about with damages, the credit app. Most times, uh, there'll be a place in your credit app where they ask for a requested amount of credit. And obviously, the first step is to actually check their credit history. I've met some really nice folks over the years that at first glance, you'd give them the moon, only to be burned by them. Uh, I, found, I have found that contractors will typically list the, number, the lumber and concrete suppliers because they pay them on time. They're vital to the job. When they list a rental company they've dealt with in another city, make the call and check it. Sometimes rental companies are the last to get paid because they know they can go to another one easily. But with lumber and concrete suppliers, they're, uh, I guess, fewer to choose from than there are rental companies. Whatever the limits you decide on based on the type of equipment they'll be renting, you got to monitor the account. If you're not careful, a customer can rent something by the month, say $4,000 per four weeks. They get it. After one month, you bill them. They still have it. They haven't paid. They get billed another month. They still haven't paid. You've called and received promises. And before you know it, it's 90 to 120 days past due, and you still haven't been paid. And they well exceeded their credit limits. So I would uh, make sure to be aware of new contractors uh, from out of town, especially in disaster-torn areas. I can tell you firsthand that after Katrina, we had probably uh, four or five general contractors that would compete for all the work. But with the volume of work that had to be done, there were contractors coming in from all over the country. And a lot of them were, were new. Some of the national uh, rental companies, they already had accounts set up. But there's always going to be somebody who comes in to do roof work or repair work that is not exactly the most solid citizen that you would uh, want your equipment to. And you never know uh, if and when you're going to get paid. I know there's a lot of companies doing a lot of uh, uh Lean forms, uh, as the equipment gets ready to go out, they do a very good job of that, and all of that is is for their protection. Uh, I, I know that in the in the pipeline maintenance business that I just came from, uh, you can't even sign off uh, to get your money, you know, from the customer uh, until you can prove that all bills have been paid. And so this is very very important for the cash flow of your business uh, to not just work your receivables on a day to day basis, but uh, uh, you know, the other question comes in with the outside salespeople is that uh, who do you ask to go do the collections? Do you put, is it a good guy, bad guy situation where, in fact, the salesman is asked to go out and collect money also? Not a big believer in that. Uh, usually we have uh, someone in credit who takes that responsibility on, and uh, the salesman is supposed to be the good guy to go out there and, and get the work. 
if it really gets to be a bad situation, then yeah, I think they need to go out to the job site. And uh, I found that nine times out of 10, it's uh, probably something tied up in some paperwork. Somebody hasn't signed off on something or a PO hasn't been done properly. And in fact, uh, it gets pushed to the side. So when those invoices go out, especially to new customers, make sure that if they've given you any uh, special instructions at all about how to bill or put the job location or the job number or the proper purchase order number, that all that's uh, correct, the right way going out. And it's not uncommon to call after 30 days and just say, did you get the invoice? And make sure that uh, everything is in order uh, so that you're in line to get payment and uh, you don't have to, have to worry about if they ever received the invoice or not. So uh, with those thoughts about uh, receivables and credit, uh, I think what we'll do is go back and take a little break, and then we'll come back to some more of these emails. Again, our number is one 472 or text 504-615-0540. Back to Voice America. Thank you. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
And welcome back. And our number is one 472 5790 or text 504-615-0540. Uh, this, this next subject... Uh, was talked about a little bit in the last week or so it says uh, with all this all the different social media and marketing things we deal with do i need to hire a marketing manager well probably so uh, as we talked about last week with the uh, websites and uh linkedin and twitter and god knows what else uh but i think it could be a, a part-time position but it, i think you need to look deeper than that uh, and that's what I like about getting these emails in advance so I can have a little bit of preparation done for you. Uh, then more to that than just having a marketing manager. And I think in order to achieve the company's objectives, everyone, no matter what position they hold as part of the team in, in any branch, be it uh, the owner, the manager, the inside sales personnel, the outside sales personnel, service techs, and delivery personnel all need to add this to their job description, that they are a member of the marketing team. Uh, in other words, we're all part of the marketing team. The old saying is that the sales team is not the whole company, but the whole company is the sales team. You have to build a team that understands the whole value proposition the company has very well. And I think uh, continuous communication with your staff and meetings uh, to make sure everybody's on the same page will get this done. Customers need to be responded to quickly and, and with all the information anyone can bring to the table to answer questions uh, or respond to their needs. The whole team has to offer what I would consider to be multi-service uh, or not rest until they've connected the customer with the right team member. So often we go into stores and they say, that's not my job, or that's not my department to deal with. Uh, go see, you know, the aisle five and see if there's anybody over there, uh, especially in a lot of these big box stores that uh, we, we see today. When your company has an objective and you proceed with purpose, such as having a, a marketing focused staff, you'll find that you often drive benefits that you didn't even expect. So, so, you know, get a marketing manager to help with all the different media choices you have. But more importantly, you've got to keep the team laser focused on your mission to provide the best service. That's that's the key. That's marketing uh, from answering the phones to making sales calls uh, to the people who go out to repair equipment on the job or even in the shop or your yard personnel. Are they treating your customers properly? Are the drivers courteous uh, to the folks when they bring equipment? A lot of times those delivery spots are not exactly a fun place to be. They can be very tight and dangerous. Uh, I've seen a lot more uh, safety efforts uh, go on in that regard to protect uh, not only the personnel but the equipment. And, and on that note, uh, make sure you stay to the end to find out who our guest will be next week because I think it will be a very uh, good and informative show uh, for you folks to listen to with me. Uh, so here's another one about associations. I, I belong to the ARA, but what other associations should I belong to? Well, besides the ARA or, and or your local rental association or, or group, wherever you're located, uh, the I think the question really lies with what type of, of uh, business you're running. 
And obviously, these other associations deal with contractors and your customers. I'd initially say that there's three main associations uh, that companies are or should be members of. Uh, the AGC, the ABC, and the NAHB. And I would bet uh, that a majority of the companies out there probably belong to the ABC, which is the Association of Builders and Contractors. They, they're also known as the Merit Shop or Non-Union Contractors Group. And uh, some folks uh, may be affected by this, depending on uh, what market they're serving and what part of the, uh, the country they're dealing with. And uh, they're mainly commercial industrial contractors and have about 21,000 members. And those, that membership includes uh, a lot of rental companies along the way. Uh, the AGC, the Associated General Contractors, have they're probably the largest with uh, 26,000 members and, co- and cover both general and subcontract issues. The NAHB is the National Association of Home Builders. And all, all these groups have their own initiatives and political action committees in Washington and all have a very strong voice uh, for their members. Uh, they all have politicians that they communicate with uh, on a regular basis. Uh, but I really think it comes down to your inventory and what type of business you're chasing. If you're a general rental center, uh, chances are you deal with a lot of subcontractors. So maybe it's the Home Builders Association that, that would be right for you. The businesses with larger equipment should look at the AGC and the ABC. All of them are great. It depends on who you want to rub elbows with and stay in touch with to continue to grow your business along the way. But I think the most important thing is uh, once you decide what contractor association that you want to join, and if you do join an association, you got to get active. Don't do it just to put a plaque on your wall. I think you've got to assign somebody to be the active participant to the organization, uh, someone uh, who's going to go to those evening meetings after a long day. There are golf outings. Uh, mainly that, that person, that representative from your company needs to get known. Uh, you can offer to, to host a meeting at your rental facility, which is great because then they get to meet your people and see the quality of equipment that you have. You can donate door prizes, uh, one available if they have an event, uh, or you can donate food or drinks for meetings. You can donate to their PACs, their political action committees. It shows your support to their causes, and those relationships can go a long way. It also gives a salesman uh, a chance to follow up on someone who they may have met at a meeting and solicit some, some business and get involved. You can, you can go to these meetings and there may be a hundred people there that you might do a quick handshake and, and hand out a business card and they may or may not have one either. But the important thing is to get their name and their company and uh, even ask where they're working these days and do a drive-by and, and say hello and follow up on, on that meeting. I've seen too many times that uh, companies join something just to say that they're a member. But if you're really going to maximize um, the investment, because a lot of times it's not cheap 
to, to join these outside associations. You got to get involved and communicate with more members. I think uh, you'll find that they will, uh, if they know that you're supporting their cause, uh, may give you a step up on, on brand X along the way. You can also uh, ask them, you know, get more involved with them as customers to know what jobs are coming up, which will which will help you with some of your forecasting, uh, get to know them better about uh, what hobbies they support. And that always uh, gets to be, you get a chance to take them either hunting or fishing or football games or basketball games, baseball, whatever the case may be, depending on their interest. But a lot of times uh, you don't you don't get a chance to cover all that in a sales call where they're busy. But if you're at an ABC meeting, for example, and there's, uh, you know, down here, uh, they always serve a really good uh, big crawfish boil. And uh, that's a great time to just uh, say hello to somebody and give you an open door to uh, follow up with them and, and get to know them a little bit better and, and start to create that relationship a little bit stronger uh, than you may have in, in the past. So, again, my advice is to uh, join one, get active, get to know as many people as you want. They want your participation. Uh, they know that rental companies are, are a huge part of, of what they do as their suppliers. And uh, they're anxious for you to get involved. You can get on committees with them. Uh, I've seen, I've seen people in the equipment business become president of local associations along the way, which is really kind of crazy, but, uh, it's a true fact that it happens. And, uh, it's all again, getting involved, getting involved and getting involved. So, uh, if there's some other associations that people are aware of, love to hear back from you to know uh, what they are, uh, be they, uh, safety associations or, uh, any association that will benefit your business along the way and get you to know more people to build up your customer base. And uh, obviously, anytime you can get a customer to come to your facility uh, and, and tour it and meet the people that they're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, a lot of those issues start with associations. Uh, not to take away from the rental associations because they're equally important and have a lot of the different uh, I guess, uh, universal issues that they're chasing that uh, we're hoping to hear from in, in late November, early December, uh, from, from the ARA as, uh, as their schedule clears up and have a chance to, to come on and really talk about, uh, those issues affecting your businesses along the way. So associations, very, very important part of being in business. And, uh, I'm, I'm a big proponent of it. Obviously, uh, I've been, off and on a member of, of ABC with several different companies that I was with. And uh, it's really, really paid off. And uh, it pays off in a lot of ways, not just uh, for your business, but for your personal relationships also, that in fact, uh, you know, you can't go wrong with. So don't mean to be rambling along too much, but volunteerism is an important part of, of uh, the way I was brought up. And I think uh, no matter what the case may be, if you're an owner, and you have a salesman and they're going to be the one, you got to make sure that they're willing to take that time after work to do all those extra things uh, to keep your company's name in, in front of folks along the way. If it's tabletop displays at a meeting or whatever the case may be, uh, take the time, do it. That investment will come back to you tenfold, I, I promise you. And with that, uh, before we go to some more emails, let's take another break and I'll kick it back to Voice America. Thank you. 
Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back, and that number is 1-866-472-5790. Or you can text me anytime during the week if you'd like a subject addressed in a future show. That text number is 504-615-0540. That's my personal cell phone, and I will get back to you with uh, some, some response. So the next email we got was, uh, how much should I discount off my rates if asked? Well, I... First of all, I don't know if, uh, if any contractor that doesn't ask for a discount, but uh, it does, in fact, depend on the on the customer. I don't think that no answer should be quick and easy unless you just uh, at random want to uh, cut a quick deal. I know, I know sometimes the temptation is to ask the customer, what are they paying now, and just cut the price. But as we've talked about in, in different shows, uh, compete on service and not just on, on cutting rates. Once you cut a rate, it's very hard to get that rate back up to what it really needs to do because keeping in mind that the cost of equipment is not going down, uh, this is an industry that's kind of converse uh, where you're you're spending more but charging less. And uh, we, we don't want to, to be the discount uh, renter along the way. Uh, 
but what you, to really get to what you want to offer, you got to do some due diligence along the way. There's, there's a number of key questions that I really think that you should ask a customer to get a real feel uh, for, for just how far you need to go with the discount. Uh, you know, what are they going to be renting? What type of equipment and, and how often? Uh, what do they typically spend in rentals in a, in a year? Are they a, a $50,000 a year customer or are they a million dollar a year customer, depending on the projects? Uh, how much do they have budgeted for rentals on either this specific jobs? And also, uh, are there other jobs that you can also rent to them on to help with their volume? Uh, not uncommon for people to have, you know, four or five projects going on at the same time and running from four or five different suppliers along the way. So if, if, uh, if they're a big spender of rental equipment and don't own a lot of their own, uh, that's an important number to know. Uh, key to that also is if uh, they generally use a lot of subcontractors, anytime you can get a list of the subcontractors that they're using, you can go, uh, I guess, through the same methodology of asking those subs uh, how much uh, how much they rent in an annual basis and what type of equipment. And also, are they happy with the current supplier? I, I think that's an important question to ask. Uh, you know, you'll probably typically hear the concerns about well, they're okay, they're cheap, but their service is a little slow and the equipment's getting a little bit older. Uh, you know, and, and the other question when you get about rates is that, what will it take to get your business? And that's typically when the, the low rates uh, affect starts to play. Most, most important is once they tell you uh, what they rent is, is to know what your true cost is on the item. You got to, you got to, understand or really have a low benchmark of how low you can go. Uh, you, you should know as, as a salesperson or if there's a schedule at your counter and your computer to say this is a max, so this is a regular rate, this is a X percent, this is a the next level, and uh, but there's got to be a benchmark to say we can't go any lower than that. So, you know, things like depreciation, uh, cost of the equipment, maintenance, what it costs, and do you have any exceptions you have with discounted rates? Uh, obviously, uh, there's going to be extras when it comes to repairs, uh, things like tires, uh, routine on-site servicing, uh, things like that that really aren't part of the rental rate. Uh, uh, do you maintain it or do they maintain it? Uh, that's a dangerous situation to be in. But again, the benchmark on the equipment before you just give away a rate uh, I can promise you that, you know, if, if you lowball a bunch of rates, you won't make it up in volume. It just uh, maybe the discounters in the retail industry feel that way. But I think in the rental industry with the investment that we make in equipment, uh, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. So a couple of other uh, questions that I uh, want to bring up in another email that came in. Says I don't know about you, but I'm seeing uh, several new foreign manufacturers entering the market, and uh, they're looking for dealers and distribution. Uh, and I agree. In the in the trade journals, I've seen some names uh, that I can, in some cases, uh, have a hard time pronouncing. Quite frankly, I know that sounds a little silly, and uh, no discredit uh, to the to the manufacturers, but there is foreign product. I think there's probably twice as many. Uh, 
earth-moving products uh, in the market today than they were uh, even five years ago. And uh, obviously, uh, we're in a global economy, and so uh, folks in, be it Italy or Korea, as we all know, are bringing their products over here uh, to compete with the American-made products. Uh, Are they cheaper? Yes, in a lot of cases they can be. But I think you you really got to do your due diligence before jumping into something like this. Like we, again, part of this was discussed a, a few weeks back. But uh, before you become a dealer, I think there's a lot of things that, that you need to know about that company. And uh, following up on on past dealers, uh, what's their what's their parts uh, supply like? Uh, have they established a parts warehouse? and distribution site uh, within the United States. Uh, I had a line some years ago that uh, they supplied operations manual, but unfortunately they were all in Chinese. And so little things like that uh, to make you aware uh, of uh, whether or not it's a good line. It could be the best product ever. Please don't take anything away from that. Uh, It may be able to compete uh, as most of it's diesel and hydraulics along the way. What makes the difference uh, between one brand versus another brand. And uh, that, at the end of the day, it's just up to you. And if you want to become a, a dealer and, and uh, if you if you can afford to buy something for less and that affects your runner rate to get your, uh, your business up and running as long as the contractor is satisfied with it, if it uh, continues to break down, I think uh, there'll be the telling tale as to whether or not you made the right decision to try uh, – I don't want to. I don't want to say an off-brand, but I would like to say a new brand to the market, and introducing it to your customers to see if they like it. So uh, another uh, couple of questions that I that I have for, for the listening audience out there: uh, How many of you have gone back to look and see who's not doing business with you any longer, and to ask them why? You know, we get so focused on getting new business and growing and growing. Uh, sometimes we don't always look in the rearview mirror to say, well, gee whiz, uh, Joe hadn't been in here in, in quite some time. And obviously, uh, you have uh, financial reports that can show you the volume of business that people did and according to the uh, time frame that they did it. And I think this this should be part of your regular routine in running your business. Uh, was it somebody who came in for one big job and then left? That's understandable. Uh but mainly to go out and confront the situation to say, hey, we used to see all the time, we don't see you anymore. And that's when you might find out that they had a bad experience with with one of your people, and uh, that's why they left. And so how do you how do you get that business back? Uh, you need to to really, uh, you know, you spend a lot of money to get new business, but uh, you can spend more to try to get it back and let them try you again once they've left you. Uh, another question is, I think needs to be shared with your whole team is that, uh, what do you think your unique selling proposition is for you, for your customers? What, what makes them want to do business with you? Uh, is it the newness of your fleet? Uh, is it the service that you provide? Is it the rates? Is it that you have multiple locations that you can pull from? But I think at some point, an owner or a manager even needs to sit back and say, what makes us unique in the market uh, and why would people do business with us? It's a big question to ask. 
and it uh, jumps all the way back to some of that marketing information that we talked about a little while ago, just to say, uh, you know, we're, we're unique, we think, in our own right, and does everybody share in the same feelings that we do, that we respond quickly to service calls, are our folks on the phone courteous, uh, do, do they like our salesman in the field, is he producing for us and, and bringing in more business, or is he just out there knocking on doors, throwing a card on the desk, dropping a calendar off in the beginning of the year, and then moving on to the, to the next uh, stop along the way? So I think that uh, unique selling proposition is something that everybody uh, should research. Obviously, if you you could even Google it and uh, give you some uh, outline or ideas or food for thought as to how you uh, can develop that unique selling proposition. Uh, but don't do it by yourself. I think this is a, a team effort and a group exercise that everybody has to buy into. And I think if you're uh, around the, the conference table, uh, having some coffee or a beer at the end of the day to talk about, uh, you know, why did you, people do business with us? Is it just because you're the only guy in town? Are you local enough to most of the jobs that they'll come see you? Uh, there's a lot of things like that that have to be considered uh, in your unique selling proposition. And in, and insurance is another one. When's the last time you, sh- you shopped insurance? Uh, we're going to have a, uh, a guest on uh and by probably four weeks or so, uh, that'll talk about insurance, uh, hopefully to great length that you can gain some insight uh, as to uh, who you're doing business with and why, and are you doing business with the right people along the way. And along with your unique selling proposition, uh, what is your business strategy? I think this is something that needs to be shared with your entire team and make sure that everybody's on the same page as a, as a group. And don't just leave it to the guys in the front. I think uh, you can get a lot of information from the people who go out and and make service calls, make the deliveries and pickups. Uh, Quite often, they're the face of your company, and you need to, uh, you know, get with them and make sure that they have the same uh, mindset, if you will, of an owner or a manager or a corporate philosophy that uh, everybody's on the same page because – a service tech may go out on a job to find out that the people servicing the equipment aren't doing their job right. And all that is very important as to how we make it better. And if you don't uh, plan on, on changing, that's when you got to go back and look at those customers who haven't done business with you in quite some time. Uh, and with that, we're going to go back to uh, Voice America before we go into the last segment of the show. Thank you for listening. one 472 Back to you, Voice America. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. 
You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back, and that number is 1-866-472-5790. If you're on the road or text 504-615-0540. This last segment, again, we're going to continue on with a few more uh, food for thought questions for you owners and managers. Uh, First one being, uh, what is your business strategy, or do you actually have one? I think this uh, dovetails in with your unique selling proposition that we just talked about in the last segment. Uh, you know, to, to have a plan and a strategy are two different things. A business plan or outline what you hope to do. Your strategy is going to be how do you get there? And again, this is something that is not always done in the front office, but uh, done as a team, uh, maybe after hours to have a strategy session to see what's going on in the, in the marketplace and uh, get out there and see what you can do different along the way. Another one is, uh, what is what is the role and when do I need a sales manager? Well, obviously, it, it depends on the uh, size of your company. There's always a question as to how many salesmen a good sales manager uh, can, can work with effectively. I've seen uh, a number of times where you get a great salesman and they make him a sales manager and he just, you know, doesn't react the same way as he did in sales when he was so driven. Uh, so it's uh, not always the best thing to, to put what I would call putting a racehorse in the stall, so to speak, to sit back and manage rather than continue to uh, go out and get the business. So sometimes it's not your best salesman that makes a sales manager. And uh, what what exactly is the role of, of those uh, sales managers? Do they, do they train, uh, babysit, do they monitor, do they enhance relationships? Do they actually, you know, go out into the field and, and ride with the salesman to see what their reaction is with customers along the way? Uh, I've seen a lot of sales managers that are in control of runner rates, 
And uh, a lot of times the, the branch manager doesn't even know what the rates are that the sales manager is, is uh, allowing. And I think that's a relationship that really needs to be in uh, much tighter control along the way. Uh, do they get involved with all the quotes if they're selling equipment? Uh, so there's a lot of different things that, uh, that sales managers do or, or have to do. And it's important role, I think, with any company to make sure that you've got the right person in the right position that uh, A, gets along with people, can in fact uh, do those uh, or review those uh, sales call reports that uh, have been discussed in times past. Uh, is he really gaining ground? Uh, is he on a, uh, I would say, a probation period and what's being done to really uh, help them along the way rather than just throw them to the lions? Uh, I've seen some of the other uh, bigger companies uh, that have a lot of uh, trainers now uh, to help their business grow and, and grow the right way. Uh, some years ago with one of the companies I was with, uh, a salesman actually started on the, the slab as we did it to learn what the equipment did and, and how it operated. And then it would go into the uh, inside sales position to see the calls that came in. And it was probably, you know, four to six weeks before he actually ever went out and made a sales call because we wanted to make sure that they were comfortable with all the different facets of the business and uh, really what was standing behind them along the way. So uh, also along that same line is uh, your business model. Uh, business plan, business model, business strategy are, are different things that everybody needs to step back and, uh, and, and take a look and see exactly what drives the business. What are the most important factors uh, that make up the uh, profitability or get you profitable along the way. And if you don't stop sometimes and uh, and look at this and, and see if it's working. I think with any plan, it's got to be monitored. It's also got to be altered if it's not working right. You know, uh, sometimes you, you think of a business plan as cast in stone or a forecast is, is uh, cast in stone. But guess what, folks? If it's not working, you got to be smart enough to say, that we got to make some changes along the way to, uh, to to make our company stronger in the eyes of our customer and uh, be be better, more efficient what we're doing, and also to make sure that we get profitable along the way, uh, that we're not just in this for sport, but we're in it to make money. company makes money, there's more opportunity for growth. And uh, an inside sales guy may be opening up a new branch, uh, you know, some miles away. And so there's always room for opportunity and room for growth uh, personally with most of the folks that, uh, that work within this industry. And I've seen very few that stay in the same position, you know, for their careers. The, uh, service technicians can become service managers along the way. Uh, so there's again, a lot of diversification in the industry that, uh, I, I think is very good. Uh, I want to talk just a quick moment about uh, next week's guests. Uh, Next week, we're not having an open forum show, although we will take calls uh, if they're coming in. Uh, next week's guest is a gentleman by the name of Albert Eccles. He is the Director of Safety and Training at EPRO Safety Solutions. They are based in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, Albert has been in the transportation, construction, and safety industry for over 16 years. He's worked to create productivity, efficiency, and enhanced safety cultures within the corporate market. Albert's role within EPRO 
to seamlessly mold day-to-day operations with fluid logistical relationships globally pertaining to safety solutions, learning outline, and industrial supplies. I think this is a great company that should make for a really great show. Uh, Albert and his team believe in three key elements, experience, exceptional service, and effective training. So we're going to let EPRO show you how to build the culture you and your company not only desire, but you need to ensure that every employee goes home safely. Albert's worked in the, in the sales, operations, and safety, and in the actual rental industry for many years. So he's uh, what I would call basically one of us uh, who has a lot to add to uh, what we do on a day-to-day basis. And I know he's worked with a number of companies out there already. And so I think you'll find it a very uh, interesting show. Uh, as we get ready to, to close up, again, I want to thank everyone for the, for the emails and, uh, and ideas. Keep them coming. Uh, remember, you can always listen on demand. I hope some of the answers either help to provoke more questions. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest, suggest a guest, advertise, or have a question, please keep writing to me at rentalequiptalkradio uh, at gmail.com. Uh, I, I appreciate the uh, support that everyone's given us uh, so far. I always uh, like to make a, a quote at the end of the show. And today's quote is something that uh, possibly you've all heard this week. And the quote is very simply, you can accomplish anything that you're willing to work for. This was said by Drew Brees to his children on the sidelines Monday night as he broke the number one all-time passing yards record in the NFL. This guy has so much character. (laughs) He's just an awesome guy. And is six feet tall, one if not the shortest quarterbacks in the game today. I'm very proud to call him a New Orleans Saint as America watched Monday night. Uh, Just a terrific person. And those are the kind of messages uh, that we all should be sending to our children along the way. So until next week, uh, thanks for spending some of your valuable time with me today. Uh, I hope you got something out of it. Uh, If you did or didn't, let me know. Again, the show is for you, and uh, and I'm one of you. And I've been there and probably done almost everything you've done uh, at some point in my career. So uh, at at that, uh, be safe, good renting. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you along with Albert Eccles next week uh, to discuss safety in the rental industry. Thanks again for joining me. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. 
You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com.